Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awful, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? This is the Hey My Man podcast, episode 202. This is Dave. This is Ben. Up front, uh, you have until the 11th to buy a Hey My Man hoodie. No more zip-ups, no more t-shirts. Hoodies are the only thing available. Black. That's a few days. And or blue. Right, next Friday, I believe. Uh, because I so, know there was a bunch of people that wanted them, and... and uh, those people have already, from what I'm seeing, have already bought. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's let's get them their hoodies is, before is, the winter's. I over. haven't checked in recently. Is there kid sizes? Yeah. Yes. I kind of want to get one for my kids. Awesome. I did. Did you? Yeah. I don't know if I got that kind of cheddar. Well, have to come up with it. I need to GoFundMe for our <laughs> for our um, promotional. Campaign. I actually wanted to start a GoFundMe to get you a bidet, and you at last second called it off because I was going to go through with it. Just I called as a it fun off. Promotion. You're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I oh. think you felt. Oh man, I, th- I thought you called it off. Let's get it on. I'm calling it back on. All right. Get me a bidet. All right. I may not have cable or running water, but oh, shit, I can't have a bidet without running water. Scratch that. I'm going to need the running water. Right. Then so the you, bidet. you do want a, a bidet? Go I fund want me? a bidet. I well, was listen, on the fence about whether or not it should be crowdfunded. I'm going to give the people a week <laughs> to put together a campaign. If they don't, then I will. But I feel like, you know. How much could it be? Oh, it's Didn't not much. Didn't we say it was like. I don't know, 150 bucks. No, that's Maybe? for the, that's for the. I'm supposed to be getting a friend of mine is supposed to be giving me a kit to um, modify a regular turlet. So what's that? 25 dollars? No, dude, that one's like 150 bucks yeah, to, to take your regular turlet and turn it into bidet. Now, yeah, that's what I'm talking the about. one we talked about last week or the week before. That's I think we're talking 850 ish. No, no, but that's, no. I want one that's heated. like a, a promo item that like you slap on top of your toilet. And yeah, then, yeah. That's that's a hot. This thing is right essentially a super can... soaker. That squirts your right. hindness. Yeah. It squirts right in your beetle. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, you know what? I squirted... <laughs> Wait, I'll come full circle. I do want it by hook or by crook. I would actually like somebody to steal me one because I don't... You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me where you stole it from. But it, does it have to be new or can they steal one off someone else's toilet? No, someone else's already because I want to like, make sure it already works. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... So I went to this is this story is not about this but I finally uh I went to go see Alkaline Trio about the tickets in October yeah, you guys I'm heard lucky. the story how they turned around and had a second uh and third day available after I paid for total right yeah Oof. all sold out um, I was so jealous, dude. If everybody's posting that that show and I'm just like really? dang it. That's the one that I went to that you're like, man, I wish I was at that one. Well, that, just a show in general. An Alkaline Trio show. Oh, like, okay. I don't care if it was 1 through 4, but well, I'll tell you this. But they're so good. It I was, just love them. It was so good. I can never see Alkaline Trio again. Really? They played everything, every single thing I wanted to hear, like enough stuff off the new record and then everything off every other record that I was like, All it was hits. hit after hit. Ah. And it was literally like crowd sing the whole time. It's like when I saw the Toadies and they played uh, Rubberneck straight through without mm. without talking. But you knew they were going to do that. I did. Yeah, yeah that was but a, still, a but it was just straight through and it was just glorious. 
I saw Descendants do that too, and most of their songs are under two minutes, and they played yeah. like 65 songs straight through. Like, <laughs> hello, a, we're the Descendants, good, and boom. That was a good 22 minutes yeah. for them to do the two albums. Uh, so, interestingly enough, um, you know, like my biggest part about going to the city and con- like I buy the tickets in oct- on October, let's say first, by October 2nd, I was dreading going to the show, and I was like, this is a huge mistake because I knew I had to drive. To the city, park, pay for parking. Uh, then my wife was going to have to be fed and given alcohol and, and all this good stuff. And I was just counting. After what I paid for the tickets, I was just you know, counting all this stuff up in my head. You got to give her alcohol. You're the privilege. So, uh, well, I got smart this time. I said, bring bring, bring, a, bring, a, bring a roadie. Road pops. Yeah, yeah. yeah just man. get that going. I'm driving. I don't drink. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, it's not for both of you. So, me either. Yeah, we waited until we were there and we were parked, and then she, then she of course. Parked but anyway, uh, we went to a place called Yoxie's, which was right next door to the metro. We parked directly across the street in that parking lot, which I've parked several times, like, like the hot dog game, the hot dog place, yeah, or whatever, like right yeah, yeah. behind there. Um, it's, 20, it's twenty-five dude, bucks, thirty, but it's it's right. great because it's easy in, easy out. Right um, there, that's what she It's said. right across the street, right exactly. there. Yeah, and then we walked right across. We were there like two hours early. Doors opened at 8, we were there at 7, and Sidekick Kato went on at 9, so we had a little bit of time. But I told her, I was like, listen, you, the Metro is real weird. Like, you have to get in when doors open if you want to get a prime spot, because if you don't, you're, it's really hard to weasel your way up front. Like, it is. You, you have the territory you have. It's almost like, what was that movie Far and Away with Tom Cruise? Well, that's what it was. Far, Far and away, away with Tom well, he Cruise. The, he was the Irish fellow? Yeah, like th- th- when you rush the land rush. Like you run and you grab and you stake your claim and that's yeah. where you're at. Like, And if you yeah. move, someone's taking your you spot. You and Nicole you have Kidman to, have to get your You acres. have to Irish box somebody in order yeah. to keep your spot. I forgot about that movie. Who believes that Tom Cruise was the Irish box? It was a great movie. I believe But anyway, I, she didn't believe me. So she's like, well, we'll go to Yoxie's and we'll have some beers and we'll have some food. And then, you know, we'll... Meander over there, like who cares? I, could I guess the good news is, even if you don't get up close, there's not a bad seat unless you're obstructed or you're short. Maybe. So remember, if yeah. you're you there's know, that if step you're, if you're too. five three, which she is, yeah. So if you're on the edge of the step, that's cool. But yeah. so anyway, um, I just want to throw a mention out to Yoxie's, the cleanest bathroom in the city, nay in the world. I've never seen a bathroom this clean in my life. What I, I was, I I was so clean, I pooped in it. It was clean like until you, you, you got a hold no, of it. No, but I was like, I'm inspired. I feel like these guys you really? really put in the hard work. Yeah. You were like, this place, so I don't even have to poop, but I can muster up something. That's, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so- You did that out of respect. I did. For how for their cleanliness. We, My wife has this thing, I told you before, where like she has to order one of everything off the menu. <laughs> now, she doesn't eat a ton, but she <sighs> likes to eat- a little bit of everything. So once again, this time I got her though. So I got her. I finally I got it. her. We got up there and <laughs> I, I knew I was like, well, listen, in order to keep the cost down, what I'll, I'll know she's going to order at least one um, appetizer and then she'll order her entree and I'll order my entree and she'll expect to eat half of mine and then I'll be expected she's to eat half of hers. She's got rich people taste. It's just so, like, I love it. <laughs> so this time, it. this time, usually I, I do this other thing too where I always make her order first because she likes to order based on my order. So if I order a hamburger, she might want a hamburger, but she won't order one. I see. Because she'll know she gets to eat half of mine. So she's I not always... going to get the fish if you're getting fish, but yeah. yeah. Usually I'll tell her like, oh, I'm getting like, uh, I'm getting uh, tuna fish. And she hates tuna, so she'll be like, oh, you're an asshole. And then she'll order something else, <laughs> and then I'll order what I really want. Yeah. But with that being said, this time I did something a little different. She goes, what do you – I go, man, I'm really in the mood for a burger. I really want a burger. And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. She goes, well, I'll order eight-inch pizza. 
It's like a personal pizza. You order the burger. And then I also want, I'm thinking about nachos and uh, with queso cheese and then um, some fried pickles and then like chicken wings. And I was like, dude, what? What is going what, on? Yeah, this is yeah. way too much food. Order, like, how about some Laffy Taffy? It's already like it. 7.30. Like, what are you talking about? And then, you know, we're drinking beer. And I'm like, this is just going to be cost me way too much. Well, and you're just going to be full and have to right. pee at the metro. Yeah, and, and you're going to stand still for two hours. And it's, it's, so whatever. So what I did was I, I, I go, listen, you, you can't, you can either have the fried pickles or the uh, nachos, but you can't have both. All she right. was fine. I'll have the eight inch pizza. You get the cheeseburger. Then we'll get the wings and we'll get the nachos. And I guess I'll take the fried pickles off. So I had her order all that stuff first. And then he turned to me when it was my turn to order a burger. And I go, I'm good. And then the guy turned and walked away, and she's like, well, you didn't order a burger. I go, yeah, I didn't want a burger. But what I did want is to not spend a lot of money, so I'll just eat the, you know. You got finger foods there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll eat your pe- – dude, You, she was so pissed, and I was so happy. I'm like, I finally got you. <laughs> and then that's what I said. That's like, uh, like a culinary version of a plan bush. I, kind of. Or I, like a plan's eye. I said uh, something my dad used to say to me. You go ahead and eat all this. And if you're still hungry, we'll reevaluate and maybe we'll get that hamburger. Yeah, we'll talk that. Dude, she was breathing fire. She's like, this isn't going to be enough. I'm like, enough for what? What is? Because I wanted a taste. I just wanted a little taste of a hamburger. She wants I'm a sample. Yeah. What yeah. a restaurant should do. You know how like when you go cake shopping when you get married? Or yeah. some people do. Right. And they have like the little, you know, the little cupcake kind of things that the cake pieces sure. go in. The little samples. Dude, you could be making money all day long just by putting a little, like a quarter of a hamburger a quarter of a chicken wing because chicks, this is something I don't think is exclusive to her specific. You know what I mean? Like no. I think a lot of chicks like to have a lot of different options. You want to see what's on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not like that. I just want to save money. And this just happened later in life. Hmm. Like I don't know when it happened to me that I started to be like, so probably because my partner is so conservative. He's teaching you how to be oh, uh, yeah. thrifty. Oh yeah. So I hear He's him traditionally, like, this guy uh, washes out yogurt close cups. with what? Yeah. He uses them as cereal bowls or something. I don't know what he does, but like, Jesus you know, Christ. He, he, he sewed his sock together because it had a hole in the back. I respect that. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that. So, I mean, I don't do it. I just throw mine away. So, um, yeah, so I did that and it made me feel real good. It set the, it set the tone. She got over it and, uh, we were full. We had enough food, but, uh, Yoxie's great food, well, great bathroom. It's almost like, like when you go to a place and you get a flight of beer, mm-hmm. you're talking about like, give me a little piece of a burger, give me a little like a piece of it, like one chicken Absolutely. wing, right? Yeah, it's a great But idea. that's kind of like a combo plate or something. It is, it except for the combo plate offers you too much of everything. Like for her, <laughs> it's almost like when you go to the bar and you go like, hey, I've never had a Alpha King. Can I just get a sample of that right. Alpha King? And they go, yeah, sure. And they bring it out to you. Now, but you you're supposed food. to try Alpha King and then go, yeah, I liked it. Bring me a full glass. But- with her, it's going to be like, wait, just bring me a little bit of the burger. I'm not going to buy the burger. I just want that little corner. Like, yeah, almost yeah. like the person next to us had some leftovers at the table. I, if she was okay with it, I would just cut a piece of their burger off and you yeah. know, toss it down the part they didn't eat. The part they didn't eat. Yeah, of course. Not respectful. No, you're not. So, well, but, but the expectation is when they bring you little sample pieces of cake that you're going to buy like a $600 right. cake or whatever. Right. Yeah. Not you're not going to buy a big burger. So no. the restaurant's going to lose its ass on this. But speaking of that, like when, when you go to a bar and people give Well, she you, doesn't care what the cost is. She paid five bucks for a corner of a burger. She doesn't uh, care. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I remember once we went to Sky Zone and I was going to just put my shoes and my coat like on a bench. 
because <laughs> I'm instead of the locker because I'm Hessville born Parstock. You know what I mean? So I was just like I was gonna put him on there, and you were like, "You don't say." You, oh, yeah. me and you. And me and you. Yeah, yeah, me, you, and I were there, and uh. I think it's like 50 cents for a locker or something. And you were like, dude, I think you gave me 50 cents yeah. or had me go get change or something. You were like, see how the other side lives. Yeah. See how the other half lives. This is just an advanced version of that. I feel like you could have run back out in your Sky Zone socks and put your stuff in your car if you really, you know. They have the rubber at the bottom, so you can get away with it even if it's crummy mm-hmm. outside. But uh, when when you, I had this happen this past week. I went to St. John Malt Brothers. When, when you order, you go, I, here's the thing. I, I'll say Okay, it's a West Coast IPA or whatever. I know what those taste like. Yours may be a slightly different version, but unless it's got some, you know what I mean? Unless you're throwing like star anise or coriander or some weird, unless you're putting something weird in it, I pretty much know roughly what it's going to taste like. But the yeah, guy sure. but the guy will always be like, oh, you want to try it? You want to try it? So we went to St. John Mall Brothers and this guy's like, oh, you got to try it. That is like almost the equivalent of me bringing like a coupon somewhere. Like I don't like it because then they watch you drink it. And they're like, what do you think? They're like that old lady in The Wedding Singer when he tries the meatballs. And she's mm-hmm. like, it's my favorite part. <laughs> they're watching you drink a little glass of it. And first of all, it takes me a second. I got to think, you know, I gotta, it's got to sit there for yeah. a minute. Like, I don't know I right away. It. But, as, but as soon as I sip it, I have to go yay or nay. Right. I don't like that pressure. You know well, what I mean? Not, like a flight glass is enough to actually like swish it around and enjoy but the sample they give you is like a shot and so it's just enough to like knock it back and be done you get a taste but it but it takes a second i don't like to go right away so i just start to go no nah, just bring it or if they bring something then no matter what it is unless i really don't like it i'm like yeah bring it to me because what, what am i gonna say i didn't like this drop my wife's like me. that though with with beer it's like i'll try this like she's super adventurous when it comes to beer and i'm like what if you don't like it she's like and then she'll drink you know she'll start drinking and she'll be like this is gross and i'm like what are you gonna do and she's like i'm gonna drink it so I can appreciate that. She doesn't waste at all. When I No, beer. I just can't. The pressure's on. This dude had a fanny pack. And uh, just, I think I think, <laughs> I think he wanted to come back to this, uh, my table as many times as, okay. as possible. Well, I, I, I feel I'm not like, saying to make myself sound cool. It's just that his standards are that low. I feel like uh, as far as I am, I'm concerned, like I take small steps. I find something I like and I'll drink that 150 times. And then maybe I'll have a sip of something my wife's having, and then I will, you know, at the windmill, um, the anniversary party. That's the first time I had a Milk wild cake? wild roses, uh, the peanut butter. Um, oh, these nuts! Yeah, dude, it's good, right? So good. Sounds like good. Who, who's gonna who wants coffee and beer and peanut butter, dude? Me, that's who. Because I'm thinking I like all three of these things, but they can't go good together. I was so wrong. Because I ride Wild Roses not so hard, people don't, they go, ah, just whatever. That's really good beer. That, that yeah, peanut butter porter has, one and their mad cow. It has a lot of peanut butter flavor. Like but I not, thought it was. Not, not a weird amount. No, like no, no. Sometimes no, no. you get them and it tastes like they put like peanut butter, like, like injected flavor. But you know what? It has it peanut butter legit. in it. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those things where they say there's peanut butter in it, and you go, eh, yeah. I can say, but you really. Oh, there's you know, notes of it. I yeah. get it. I get it on the back no, end. No. I feel notes of it. No. Don't ever tell me there's notes of anything <laughs> in anything unless it's a song. Front end, back end. I'll punch you right in the notes. gizzard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I hate it. But no, so we went to St. John Malt Brothers, and when someone, uh, a friend of mine, and so when someone brings you a sample, I end up drinking like five beers that I didn't intend to drink because- they, 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 what do you think? And I go, I, I mean, good. Like, <laughs> well, are you one of those people that goes like, oh, my taste buds are burned after like three or four. So I, whatever. I could just start, like, start drinking Coors Light at that point. I could, but I don't. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, after three or four, it's like, I don't know, whatever you're bringing me is 
that point, I'm I'm as so long as it's cold. At that point, I'm so enamored with this guy's fanny pack <laughs> and his sweet shoes that I just like I'm like just keep bringing whatever you got to do. I get locked in like that too with stuff like that. I'd just be like, as long as I could, you know, do the fanny, watch the fanny pack. Like, I don't care. I'm like, are you gonna wear that when you bring the next beer? Coming to then, and fro, to and both to and fro. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I don't like the pressure of um, of the free sample. So, you know what I don't? Unless like, I'm super curious, I just say just just give it to me, and I'll spill it on the floor. I'll do like <laughs> I'll do like Nick did. The people that know, don't know, do a quick rundown of that. The people that don't know uh, that story. We we were at a, a brew pub, a local brew pub that back in the day, I, I don't think this is this rides anymore, but they were like supposed to be snobbish. And that was like their thing. They were the only one in town. And um, his wife ordered this like Saison, which was like, we were getting ready to leave. And she's like, oh, I'll have one more beer. And she ordered a beer that came in like a, like a, 22 ounce bottle like a bomber yeah like a bomber and so they poured it and she it was taken forever so he tried to like cork the bottle up and, and take it out and they're like no nah, you can't take it out um you, it's a it's a law you can't leave this it. And he's like listen mode. i already paid for it like i'm taking it out and the guy's like no you can't take it out you have to either drink it here and he's like I, we paid 22 bucks for it we're leaving and I think what ended up happening is, is the guy was like, well, you can't leave here with that bottle. And he just poured it on the table. <laughs> here you go. It's my favorite story ever. Yeah, I yeah. love That's the ballsiest move in the world. <laughs> that's the best. That's what I should yeah, have. Yeah, I just that's... looked at, looked directly in the guy's eye and just poured it onto yeah. the table. That was after the guy was complaining. Uh, I had seen so much John Taffer. The guy brought me a beer, and I was like, man, I go, he's like, how is it? He was super excited for me. And I go, eh, I'll be honest with you, man. I go, it's... It's a little little tepid, a little room temperature for me. I go, I, I like my beer a little bit colder. And he's like, well, this beer is supposedly, it's it's best served at like a 45 degrees. And I was like, yeah. I go, could you bring me something that's best served at 32? Because uh, this 40, and it, then he came back with a, I mean, I didn't know this guy. He's a waiter. And he came back with a plastic cup with ice and a straw. And he's like, here, how about this? And that's, that's, that's why that other thing happened. Cause it was like, all right, dickhead, bring me something that makes you shave that beard off. <laughs> right. But with a, not over my beer. No. Spe- yeah. Speaking, way of, up, right? speaking of pressure and how, how douchey people can be. Mm, my special. I had a conversation with, I did something. I went somewhere and then I ran into, to, to someone that saw that I had been there on Instagram and said to me, oh, well, thanks a lot for inviting me. And it instantly, it was uh, it brought me back to that thing about inviting people uh, or telling people happy birthday on Facebook where you feel obligated because you're Facebook friends. Where's but my invite? I look at it this way. <laughs> when I go places, sometimes other people invite me, and I'm just going to give people a quick etiquette lesson from, from whence my parents gave me. Please. If you are invited somewhere by somebody else, you do not have the right then to invite someone that you're friends with that's not associated with that person. You are a guest right. or an invitee. Right. So you now if if you invite me somewhere and we have a mutual friend and I say, Hey, what do you think if if this guy goes with his kids too or with him and his wife or whatever, right. you then have the right first right of refusal. Yeah. You know what? I was just thinking me and you and my wife and your wife would go. Cool. Understand. Only if you're helping someone move a couch, then bring everybody. But I'll tell you what, man. People and and, and people will say this even if they really didn't want to get invited, which irritates me even worse. Like the guy that's like, oh, I was just kidding. But, you know, it would have been cool. Listen, don't waste your breath. Don't waste your time. (laughs) I clearly didn't want you to go. <laughs> that's, I that's... clearly didn't want you to go like, oh, I went roll. 
I went roller skating. My neighbor called me and said, "Yeah, I he, saw has a, video. He, he has a daughter the same age as my daughter. They have my my neighbor's husband and wife. Hmm. They have a daughter same age as my daughter that are friends, and they're like, hey, we'd like to take your daughter skating. My daughter's seven years old, roller skating. And they have three kids. And I said, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think it's just going to be too hard for you to worry about my seven-year-old on top of your own kids. So there's no disrespect to you, but... It's, I can't let you do it because if my kid gets hurt or my kid's being a pain in the ass, I would hate to ruin. It's just one more little kid. My, it's my just, kid's going to need, gonna gonna need be, some attention. Right. Yeah. And so I told them no. And then my daughter threw herself, you know, was just just beside herself. Like, well, everyone gets to go skating and I don't get. So there. I never get to do anything. Next thing you know, I called them back and I'm like, listen, I'll go and I'll bring my daughter and then we'll meet up and then all our kids can skate. And that way you don't have to shoulder the burden of bringing my kid. It's nice. So. You know how it goes, man. I got to the roller skating rink and I I soared like an eagle. You were again. soaring. I yeah. I did a I did a three sixty. I did a five forty. I was doing the thing where I get down and one leg out again. It was you, crazy. Which means one leg is bent and the other is straight. Yeah. Down. Like you ever see roll bounce? It's like like those guys, but a little better. No. Okay. But, but wider. A little okay. wider. It's like a single leg squat, yes. but even more so. Yes. yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. I bet your feathers um, are just flowing in the breeze. And I was doing wheelies, you know, where I just kick one up. Did you wheels. push anybody over? No, I didn't. Just cause. No, I did not. But Next I kept on encouraging all these little kids that were there. I was like, hey, if you know how to skate and you come to the roller rink a second time, you need to learn a new move. Like you can't go home without trying something new and then yeah. going home and be like, well, now I added that to my toolbox and nobody cared. Yeah. Everybody was like, we're holding onto the wall and doing this shuffle skate thing. Like, please leave us alone. Like are these kids you don't know. Uh, my, my daughter's friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were so, like, hey. I mean, they knew me. You were like, we're hey, neighbors. man. You just go up to some kid that's like from Valpo. And I don't think like, hey, man, I saw you skating. <laughs> I think, I think you're better than that. Dude, I saw a guy. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I think, I, I don't, is that your dad over there? Is it cool if I talk to you? I don't <laughs> think you're challenging. No, it's cool. I'm just talking to this kid. I don't think you're challenging yourself. I didn't enough. get that crazy. You should be going backwards. Well, we're just talking. You should try to backwards but skating. I feel like, so we saw, when we got there, the rink opened at one. And we're there like twelve fifty, and there's there's a guy about my age, black dude, and he not that that's relevant to the story, but I feel like uh, it is relevant because I'm a forty some white dude, he's a forty some black dude, Mm -hmm. but I I, one thing brought us together: the fact that we were both there with our daughters to roller skate uh, alongside of them. And I said to this guy, I go, listen, I see him stretching. His daughter's looking, what what are you doing? He goes, I'm stretching. And I'm like, why are you stretching? He's like, I'm over 40 and He's I need to clearly stretch, right? doing that to intimidate you. Well, I thought to myself, I should probably stretch too. But since that guy's stretching, I'm going to do this without stretching. Uh, so I'm going to take it up a notch. But I saw he was he was talking to his wife and he was like, yeah, I hope I don't fall. And, you know, it's, got, it's been a while. It's been since the 80s since I've been out here. And he got out there and he was he was slow going. But then he, he picked up the pace. And at one point I zoomed right up next to him. I go, dude, see, it's just like riding a bike. And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, high five. He was roping doping you. No, we were. We, we, no, he was a little worse than me. I was a little better. But <clears throat> that's what regardless, that's exactly where he wanted you. to Regardless, think. Um, one thing I noticed was people of my generation. So anybody that's probably, I would say, thirty-eight to fifty, for, thirty-eight to fifty, forty-seven, knows how to skate because that's what we did. When mm. school went on break. They gave you a ticket to the roller rink, like, hey, Friday night, there's an all-school mixer at the roller rink, so, like, go to yeah. that. And I was telling my son, who's 14, I go, not only did we roller skate, but I we break dance too. So, and I've told you this before, they had, like, you know, an area where, it was like, 
everybody's wearing the I had sunglasses that were had like the they were like welding glasses except for the part on the sides were leather. You know, that covered the sides of your eyes like oh welding glasses goodness. would. Okay. And then the louver sunglasses. They actually don't protect you from the sun at all. They're just plastic that with the louvers. Kanye West brought back? Probably. I don't okay. Know. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm assuming yes. Like Max Hedrum? Yes. Okay. Um, and then I had like the pyramid bracelet. I had a neon green bracelet with the pyramid spikes on it. I had black skates with neon green piping and neon green laces. That was the thing people yeah. did. I used to wear sweatpants and go with my church sometimes, but I know what you mean. It was basically well, the same thing except for all that cool stuff. I ha- I feel like everybody you went there was like being you know it was like going to the mall when you were a kid, which nobody does either. It's like you were the, you went there to be seen. Oh, it's free, but but it was for me. It was such free range. What, what do you mean? It was like you got two or three hours. The adults aren't going to bother you at the mall, or dude. At if the you want to try to mac on a girl. Like or whatever you got at the mall or the roller. Yeah, like okay. You got a you got a window of opportunity, and that is when you learn in your adolescent age. That's when you learn you've got to strike during that window of opportunity. Oh yeah, lest you be bested by you know some fella with the louver. What do you call them shades? Yeah. Um. Well, whether it be the roller rink or the mall, like your parents knew, like you're in, you're going to be in this structure, so you're good. And they yeah. know you only have a certain amount of money, and they know you're. I mean, unless you're stealing. Uh, you're there to people watch. There's only so many options, and this is go learn how to be a person. I feel like at a certain point, like maybe you know at noon on a Saturday, the mall was just kids, all like 13 to yeah. 17. Yeah, trying to see how far they could make four dollars last. Yes, how far yeah. could you stretch that if you split? If it's Aladdin's Castle, two Dude, or three minutes. You split tops. a piece of pizza at Pizza Pizzazz. <laughs> you split it right down the middle. Uh, you get a water, and then when no one's looking, pour coke. You know, in I it. loved it. wax nostalgic, and I, and I, yeah. the mall is just—it was awesome. There was three or four different like record slash tape stores at South Lake, and then there was you know Woodmar by Woodmar you. was my spot. Yeah, I mean, but oh but God. even there, there there's just there's something for every a food court. There's it was just the greatest thing. It's the best. So it's just one step better than an amusement park because you didn't have to like wait in line and go on rides. You could just sit there and look over the banister at girls, boys, whatever dream about skateboarding around the mall but for me it was about learning how to react under pressure you got like i said you got the the people the girls or or, or guy, friends whoever's there you got like an hour to make an impression mm-hmm. you better say something funny you better come up with something you better do something or else you're just another loser in now the did you court. did you always make sure to wear your school's like zip up windbreaker dude you show keep like referring, you keep referring to clothes as though i knew what name brands were it's not a name brand like everybody had you're like, like i wore this cool watch no bro i didn't have a watch <laughs> you had a swatch <laughs> are you serious right now you think i had a swatch <laughs> well you're a little i, I would have loved to have a swatch with a swatch actually I think at one point i did have my older brothers or something i had somebody's swatch but, but you no, you cultivated your own style hobo, yeah. hobo chic yeah i mean thank god for kurt cobain rockport shoes with holes in the bottoms. Dude. <laughs> Chuck Taylor's were $20, and I could go to the Village Discount in Hessville. Regardless, it, it, you, like mm-hmm. you said, you had free range. So I, I noticed that like the people our age, are, like whether they're the best skaters in the world or not, like this dude was like stretching. I haven't sk- skated since the early 80s, but he was able to do it. It's like riding a bike. I like that. And so I appreciated that a lot. And I noticed again, man, there are there was a resurgence of like um, – because where this skating rink is, it's 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 more multicultural than where I live, and there was a lot of young kids—not a lot, but a good handful of young kids—that were really, really good at roller skating. And I'm like, wow. man, it's pretty awesome to see. Good. Because here's the thing: I say I'm good. I'm like one of those pictures that goes like, "This is what you think you look like. This is what you, you know." I I can pull off some moves, oh, yeah. but I'm not the most 
I, I, this I, is you. This is the right, guy right, they, right, that right, they right. tell you not to worry about. And here's yeah. what I want to do. I'm thinking about instead of doing uh, what we did before this this tweet up, picking a day, uh, do, taking uh, all our kids Dude. and doing uh, a Hey My Man roller skating Let's party. do it. Yeah, that's it's what, fantastic yes, idea. Do it? Let's do it. Okay. Book so it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out a date to do it and uh, we'll do it here at uh, Linwood. I'm nice going to I'm going to eat my shit so bad. I'm going to eat it like I'm going to fall. Listen, no rollerbladers. I don't care. Time times times have come gone. Now that I wouldn't I would be good at that. Yeah, no. Well, no I mean not like skating. Steve good, but I'd be like all right, good. <laughs> well, there was an early episode of the podcast where my brother-in-law uh put on inline skates and was talking about how great he was, which he actually was pretty damn good. No, I'm just so-so. And he uh, had to go up against the Ileana Derby dames who were there for roller derby practice, and they blasted him over <laughs> over the Love sidewall, it. which Love is pretty it. great. Um, well, that's that's a great idea. Let's so do it. Yeah, we'll do that. But but so to, just to get back, when people say, why, "Hey, you know the old like, well, you could have invited me." As far as I'm concerned, if I wanted you there, you would have been invited. If I didn't invite you. Either I wasn't thinking about it, or more more than likely, I just didn't feel like it would be any better with you there. Do you think by how do, how does someone's odds uh, increase or decrease by them saying, "Hey, where is my invite?" If you go again, what are the chances you're now going to ask that person? If they're related, like, better. If they're not related, worse. Like if someone says that, are you so? Like peeved I, that they said it, you're like, you're definitely not going next time. I'll I, tell you that for a I promise. think there's a way to do it, which would be like, hey, dude, um, I would have loved to gone, man. Hey, ne- next time, next time, shoot me a call, and and uh, and and I'd love to. I'd that love looks to go. like a lot of fun. Let me yeah. know when you go again. But don't be don't be an asshole and do the old like, <laughs> where was my invite? I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. Again, you weren't invited. I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of being an asshole, um, <laughs> my kid is seven. My son is seven. Your son is going to be fourteen pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. Um. You've got a few more laps around this than me. My kid and my daughter, too, for that matter. They're both sweet little angels and miracles and daddy's little kids. But the point is, my kid is now at the age where he's... And let me preface this by saying, you know me, I've always been the guy that's... I've gone to Bellaboo's 800 times a year. I go to... Which is like an indoor, like each room has its own theme like a water table room and an yeah. art room and a kitchen room semi-educational nothing electronic right um i've always been down to do the the, the bouncy houses you know all that stuff um i'm stuck my kid is my kid and my daughter are starting to get to the age now they're one year apart they're yeah my kids are seven and six they're getting to the age now where i'm starting to not like them yeah yeah does that set in around oh yeah because think, when they're little, it's like, oh, everything's like, oh, I'll do it with you. I'll take you on the slide. Or you're big enough, buddy. You can go by yourself. They're getting to the age now where it's like they're coming up and offering like what they think is a joke and opinion. And it's like, I always want to go like, I love you, kid. But what, whatever, like what, whatever video game you're talking about, do it in another room. Do yeah. Go well, tell, go tell, go, go down, look at open, go down in the basement next to the wash and dryer. You'll see a sliding door. When you open that sliding door, you'll see a furnace. Go in that little area, shut the door behind you, and tell the furnace every detail about that video game you want to play. Yeah, I think so. I would say about six years old, your kid really 
solidifies a personality and you're everyone's in awe of it like oh, did you hear what they said they mm. like the things i like and they like to <laughs> sing the songs i like and they like the shows i like and they i i tell them to say stuff to grandma and they and, and they whisper it to him and they say it and like they're yeah. sort of like your little puppet they they can think for themselves they can sort of like make their own food so they're it, it, you get out of that stage of having to like take them in and out of the car and put strap them into Buckle seats there's, yeah in. so, so you're over that so you're like man i'm past that I can walk alongside of this kid. It's a lot less like heavy maintenance. You don't have to really, you don't have to wipe their asses. All that stuff's out of out of the picture. However, yeah, that's debatable. Seven, <laughs> seven, which is where my daughter is, is where like it isn't cute anymore. It's like a like when you have a chick who has a foreign accent. You're like, yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Eventually, you're like, at first, she's like, what do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that, Shut the front door. I think on I that. might have done a vampire accident, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at at first, it's like, ooh, that's exotic. Like, what are you? What are you even saying? Like, what? You, well, uh, yeah, our kids are the same age, and it's. Getting, I hate to say the blooms off the rose on my own kid, but the blooms off the rose. As far as like, you know, he thinks farts are funny, and yeah. he's not wrong. Farts are funny, just about every time, or so I thought. He ruined fart jokes for me. <laughs> he ruined it. Like, you, like no matter what we're talking about, it's cool that he's starting to make his own like opinions and jokes and he's trying to be funny and he's taking initiative and he's a charming kid but everything ends in like butt cheeks and and it's supposed to be like hey he's cute he's participating but i'm like look if you're gonna step into this arena of real people you gotta up your game duke you can't you can't be you, you can't enter like i'm not a kid i'm gonna say real thoughts you can, but understand your batting average is going to be super low. And I'm not always going to tell you you got to hit. Sometimes I'm going to be like, "That's a, you struck out bad." Well, this is where you can you have that fork in the road. And 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 I've told you before, if my kid seven or fourteen starts telling a story that's boring, we all start going like we just cut them right <laughs> off. We 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 try to, um, I guess, uh, teach them through humiliation. So, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, the real world's a harsh place. And if your story sucks, I'll be like, get to the fucking point. What yeah. is your story? And they're like, oh, you know, because a lot of, like, a seven-year-old would be like, well, then this, and then, and then like, Stevie Carnarvon. Oh, I'm like, I, I, run on I don't care about any of it. I will literally pause the TV. I will turn to my son. He, and he was 14, and he'll be telling me, like, oh, yeah, I was playing this uh, Fallout 76. Dude, I got this new gun. I'm like, I don't give a shit about Fallout 76, <laughs> dude. Take that shit down the street. Get out of my face. I'm watching Cheers. Boom. That's, that's, that's not 1984. That's today. That's today. That's that today. is, I'm starting to take a page, another page from uh, the the Dave playbook. And because I, I like the way you guys raise your kids in some aspects, <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not as loud or as aggressive at home, but it's, you know what I mean? Their, their mom is very like everything they do is, you know, that's a one, like those are wonder your wife. My wife, okay. yeah, it's like that's like, a not that's, my kid's mom. No, 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 no. Um, no, my wife. It's like that's a wonderful finger painting. Everything's great. We want to be encouraging, but so she gets upset with me. But I kind of told her what you said. I go at some point. I think you told me. I maybe just said verbatim. I said if we don't teach them these social graces of of wrap it up, get to the point, button up, up your game. If, if you want to make a joke, that's fine. But you got to come with something a little bit better. If we don't tell them, they're gonna have to learn the real world. So how many people are they going to attempt to tell a story and and in second grade they're going to be talking to some kid in second grade he's going to be like, dude, you suck so bad at telling stories. Oh, for sure. I'd rather tell them and go like, you suck, but here's a better way to do it. Maybe I can guide them. I can go, listen, I don't give a shit about Hello Neighbor, 
However, um, think of your favorite part and tell somebody else. Well, you know, that's a that's a constructive I criticism after I debase him. We're driving down the street the other day, and my son's like, "Hey, dude, let's not listen to music." He's like, "I want you let's listen to George Carlin." Let's there's a bit specifically where he wow. talks about X Y Z, right? I love it. And I go, I go, all right. So we put it on and we're listening to it, and he he like recited it, and then it was he's like, "Yeah, this is the bit." And so we listen to it or whatever. <laughs> and then it. I turn to him and I'm just like, dude, you get it, man. You hear George Carlin. You understand how he, I go, listen to how smart he is. Not just the fact that he says this stuff, but he remembers it in such a way when he's performing oh, it. It God. sounds like it's just rolling off his tongue and it is spitfire. It is on the mark every time the dude is just that he's on. So he's the best his ever. Brain as far as, a doubt. as far as, as far as like putting together a collection of words. Perfect. So I tell my son, I go, you and me both appreciate George Carlin. I go, he's great. You suck. <laughs> so like, <laughs> we, have find, like a, yeah, we have to like find the middle ground because you see how he tells a story, right? That's what you need to do. Like your story goes way too far without anything interesting happening. Yeah. And it's dumb. You're like, you sound like when Ben did a podcast by himself. <laughs> well, it's I, bad. He'll start telling me a story about one of his friends. And I go, I don't care about that kid. I don't care about your stupid story. But, the reason I do that is because I put such a, an, a priority on good storytelling. Now, maybe somebody listens to me and goes, your story suck too. But yeah. uh, I just know that I'm uninterested in most of the shit he has to say. Now, my dad was 100% uninterested in anything I had to say. And I thought I was pretty great. <laughs> but do you ever think like you're setting the bar too high? Like, listen, I should be viewing this with 13-year-old ears a little bit. Yeah, but there's dude, the, the stories just go nowhere yeah. at all, and so the, it's just frustrating to me because I'm like, with all the stand up you constantly listen to, which is all super approved by me, like the same stuff I like, because yeah. obviously that's what, especially still to this age, this day, he will go oh, after this, it. like try to connect with me over this kind of stuff, and yeah. I go, just understand the pacing. I'm not asking you to go up and be a stand-up comedian, but I go, like, dude, I mean, the shit you say is just like, why waste your breath? But if you enjoy... You're killing me with the smallest knife. You're taking your time. You're murdering <laughs> you're me. By a thousand <laughs> yes, tiny cuts. Exactly. Well, it's like, if you appreciate this guy's humor, notice how he's doing. Right. Take a few notes. Well, so, my birthday just but, happened. But at seven, I can't do this, dude. I just gotta be like, listen, you just gotta stop saying the word butt cheeks. It's just, just do the snoring thing. I'm telling you. Uh, implement that. It seems a little harsh. Is, is. is there a milder version? Can I, don't I just? Know. I like. I like the. Uh, what I've been doing is I've been saying, "Hey, go tell your sister." He'll come up and he'll be like, "Hey, uh, do you think like aliens? Like sometimes. I mean, not always, but sometimes when they have a ship, I'm like, you go, go tell Lucy about that. I bet she's dying to hear your stupid story. Can you just fake a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. I, well, I remember. Uh, I could just start choking on steak again <laughs> and dying in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah, my daughter for my birthday was super excited. She's like, oh, you." she like behind the couch, she put a sign that says like, you can't go in here. And I was walking through the house and I was like, what's this sign? She's like freaking out. Like, you can't go in there. That's where your present is. I made it for you. So my birthday came around in the morning and she's like, oh, here comes the unveiling. And, and it was an, like a box from something I bought her. And she had made like like a, a diagram, almost like an architectural diagram of a house with a staircase and everything and she put it down on the table it was dude it was a fucking monstrosity and i go oh that's pretty awesome and then she's like i, I didn't think you were gonna like it and i was like no it's great and i was like uh i left it there and i started walking away and she's like well you don't like it and i'm like well, what, what the fuck you want me to do with it 
And my wife's like, you can't, you know, you could be, be cool about it. She really was, all night she was worried that you weren't going to like it. I go, yeah, I like it, but I mean, where do you want me? I go, it's great. Can we throw it away or what, what are we supposed to do with it? And my wife goes, just take it to your office. Just put it in your office. I go, I'm not fucking putting this thing in my office. It's terrible. But pretend that you're going to do it, right? Yeah, no, I get that. But then I thought to myself, like, I just told her, I go, what we should do is take this one and throw it in the garbage and then work on a a even cooler one with me later and she's like no I like this one yeah. and I go yeah but there's really no place to put it she's like I knew you didn't like it and I'm like I mean yeah, I like the effort but that encouragement is a tricky thing especially with yeah. girls because yeah. with, with my daughter anything she gives me she'll be like I made this special for you but she's she's fished it out like she's right. fished out that hole you know what right. I'm saying it's so she used to draw a picture to be me and her and a son and a swing set and yeah I'll put that and, up on a pinup board in my office all well, day. Well, and she'd be like, "Look at I made this picture for you," and I go, "Oh, that really does look like, I, like the right color eyes right. and blah blah blah." But now she wants that. In, uh, I don't know what is endorphin rush. She, yeah. she she wants those the good juju. Got to elevate, that. man. She wants Evolve. yeah. She wants the the the, uh, the praise and adoration from making the artwork. But now she just like goes up and like takes mustard and like squirts it on a napkin and goes, "Look, Dad, this is for you." And I same with my yeah. son. I go, "Listen, uh, show somebody else that artwork, and you come back when something looks like a like a human. <laughs> you come back. You come back. Like you know, what what does it say about me?" That you want to give me that piece of shit. Well, you know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like when you're when you you're you think I don't care at all, and they're like, look at this, and you're like, what's that? That's awesome. Is that a pig? And they're like, no, it's an elephant. And they're like, super offended. I'm like, well, make it look like an elephant then, and we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like my, I'm the jerk because your drawing sucks. My dad was so <laughs> he was such a harsh judge. Like, I wouldn't bring anything to him unless it was like perfect. You know what I mean? I remember my dad when I had a guitar. I think I told you this before. He's like, hey. Uh, I had this like this crappy like starter guitar, and I wanted a guitar. And he he's like, uh, "You got to learn how to play the Star Spangled Banner, like the Jimi Hendrixy version." Right, I remember that, yeah. And I was like, "All right," and, and it was like you 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 know how like when you're playing guitar, every guy does is you start playing. You're like, "Well, wait, wait, no, wait," and you start it over again. And you're like, "Wait, hold wait. on, hold on, I got it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have any of that, dude. He'd just be like, "Take take that oh. shit." I said, "Learn it, <laughs> yeah, not right. learn it in front of me." So yeah, that's just how I I. I hate to like make people think, well, that was a jerky thing. But unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say for me, I feel like I was just like, I need to have the finished product before I come forward. Like, it's just something that like I, I strive for perfection I mean, and I want my kids to strive. So if they bring me a, a, some some piece of crap, I'm like, this kind of sucks. I, I think, see what you were doing. Yeah. You missed the mark. Let's let's go back to the drawing board. You're like, uh, I never saw that movie Whiplash, but you're like that guy who like teaches a kid to play drums. Like we're just like I don't know it's like it's that dude he's just like super hardcore he's the guy that was in Little Miss Sunshine or whatever okay yeah I guess he just like he's like the hardest ever on them and like everyone hates him but they're also good for it I mean I wish I don't think so you're like the Bobby Knight of kids art drawing let, let me let me throw this at you so for weeks and weeks I I constantly talk about my partner at work and I also talk about my dad a lot and one thing me and my partner talk about is our dads who are about my if my dad was alive he'd be around the same age as his father. And they both are blue collar dudes, live in the Midwest, you know, grew up really blue collar. And the stuff that now I'm with him. Well, the six, kind of blue collar that can provide swatch watches, but still blue collar. Six hours a day, five days a week. So what is that? 30 hours. And you know how this goes. Like I'm obviously spend more time speaking with and in where I'm not just sitting, staring at a television. I'm going to have to interact with them mm-hmm. than I do with my wife or my kids. Yeah. 
Um, thank so, God. Thank God his drawings are great. <laughs> so we're constantly, we just run out of shit to talk about. And because we, you know, the, the industry we work in, we just, we get a little crazy. You know, we just, we just, shit pops off. So I was writing down a list of stuff we've been talking about uh, in debates that we have. And I wanted to run some of these by you and nice. see what you think. So one of the ones that, the first ones when we partnered up, uh, one of the first things we talked about was I have a baseball bat in my office. Like, not unlike Tom Cruise's thinking bat and a few good men. Okay. And I also have a machete. So um, we, I came up with this. I said, do you think you can chop through this baseball bat with one swipe, the handle, with this machete? And it's, an, it's a decent machete. And so me and him have this debate. And more <laughs> okay. and more people file in over the you know hours of this conversation going on. And we're pulling people in the office. And they, come on in here. What do you think? And everybody has their two, you know, everybody puts their two cents in. Oh, no, you couldn't. Well, you could if you if you hit it this way. So now everybody's everybody's a, a physics uh, master. Absolutely. So my my partner is also a uh, he's an avid hunter and archer. He also not only is he a hunter and archer, he like fletches arrows and he and he works on bows. So he's he's oh, he shoots three cool. D stuff, you know, three D hunting and all that. Nice. I don't know what that is, but you know when you shoot like the cool. like the fake deer, or the fake animals, or whatever, they're like real heavy. They're the size of real animals. But that's what you do to practice, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, and okay. you can go on three D like competitive three D hunts to show how your accuracy. Oh, it's like a target range. So, for, yeah, okay. yeah. But they're all staggered through the woods. So yeah, anyway, you got to eat all the. So we had this conversation the other day where I said, "Hey, I don't know much about hunting. I went one time. It was it was a debacle. Um, not with him." with another dude I work with. And um, I said, question for you, because I don't know the answer. In Indiana, can you, maybe, I don't know if you know this or not, can you kill a deer with anything during hunting season? And his answer is no. During bow season, you can only hunt with a bow. That was my understanding, yeah. During shotgun season, you can hunt with a bow and or a shotgun. Okay. And I believe a crossbow now too. It used to be had to be disabled to use a crossbow, but now everybody can use a crossbow. So you had to what, be disabled. Yeah, to use it was. Yeah, for some reason they only allowed oh. disabled people to use a crossbow. Just, just yet and another, could, yet another, yet another victory they no, have. <laughs> so, I asked him. I said, "Could you hunt a deer with a knife?" And he's and and, and he's looking at me oh, like, "Oh, I'm sorry. One second. Yeah. How disabled are we talking? Like in a wheelchair?" Okay, should you be hunting, period? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. It's like, Indiana, Because you usually hunt, like, in the cold weather for deer. Right. So what, are you going to get, like, an all-terrain wheelchair? Somebody could hike you back out there what and if dra- somebody drag just... you on the back of a four-wheeler. <laughs> yeah, and then they just put you in a tree stand? Or you can hunt from the ground. Just, no, I, like, just strap you to a tree stand, <laughs> and you got to wait there. Like, under your armpits where you're hanging like, around the tree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, okay. like, whatever part you can't feel, just really buckle that part down. You could hang upside down by your feet. Yeah. Like Batman. Yeah, but I still... Okay, but then your legs don't work. Why can't you use a bow? I don't know. But, but it, regardless, I'll ask him. I'll get back to him. Yeah. So he says, no, you cannot hunt with a knife. And I said, well, what if you were... If a deer was prancing through the woods, getting close to you, and as he got close to you, something happened. You made a rustling. The deer looked back over his shoulder and said, oh, shit, there you are. There you are and okay. goes running away, trips, falls, breaks its, its paw. It's cool. Now, could you run up and cut its head off with a knife? Could you stab it? Could you cut it and slice its throat? He said, no, you cannot. You would still have to shoot it with a bow and arrow legally. 
you would still have to fire a, a gun or it's your already, bow. It's already going to die, right? It's just got a broken hoof paw. Was he going to walk it off? I don't know, but he said, no, you legally you cannot. It's not an okay by, by the state. It's not. And I said, well, what is the deal? What, what is if the you reason? just give it like the all you get and just. And, and, and he said, well, the reason is, is you want the animal to die as quickly as possible and that an arrow or a bullet would do that but a knife would be not as humane oh slitting its throat would be faster than I, I would agree way faster so he says well you can't do it and I said well let me ask you this what if you had a if you didn't want to shoot and you didn't want to uh, with a bow or, or a gun but you had a cinder block and you were in a tree and you put a salt could you jump out of a tree and smash the deer to death in the head with a cinder block or a grand piano and he said, I don't think it's possible. And I said, is it legal? And he said, no, it is not legal because it's not one of the, the okay deer things skulls to kill with. pretty hard. You're going to need that piano. And I said, but could it be done? Now the conversation switches. And as guys file into the office, we're asking more and more people. Let me ask you, could you, a 200-plus pound, let's just say a 200-plus pound man, Mm-hmm. jump out of a tree now the tree would have because people say well how high are you up in the tree well you'd want to land and not break your own legs yeah so you could no could, higher than could 10 you, foot could right? you, shit you jumped out of a tree at 10 foot you break your legs you're carrying a cinder block not my legs oh I'm holding the cinder block this whole time <laughs> yes yeah, yeah oh yeah could you smash a deer's head in with a cinder block with one false am I jumping down or am I just throwing it down on his head well I'm picturing like Rambo remember when he came down on the board with the spear so you're, yeah. he's, you're coming straight down, like cinder block between your legs, full body weight. Is it going to kill the deer? No. No. No, no I would have to start high above my head, stretched out, and then use all my to efforts swing and force like a pendulum? to get as much momentum from that block as I could. Okay. Do you believe that's because it's a cinder block? And because the way a cinder I would also block have to put up? spikes on the bottom of that cinder block. <laughs> could you do? You think you could crush a deer's skull jumping out of a tree with a cinder block? Not while it's standing up. If it's laying down and it has the the ground, so there's too. no bounce back. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. What if I just gave you a single brick? Because a cinder block is hollow. Could you do it with a brick? I don't. Same no. scenario. No, it would have to be the hardest throw ever and land just right. No, you're just gonna really piss that deer off and maybe make him retarded. <laughs> okay. Now the scenario changes because this is sort of what I say. I say you could. You break its skull. You, you, it would. It would definitely have CTE if the, at the very least. But like Jim McMahon style, I it just feel like, dude. I've seen dogs get hit in the head with bats, and they're okay. Like I, it smarts for a while. But <laughs> but well, then I said, what if you were standing on the side of a barn, okay, and a deer is going to come out, and it's just it's going to lead head first. You have a cinder block in one hand, do you? And you can swing it over your head and smash the deer into onto the top of the head, or you can uppercut the deer. Do you think you can kill the deer one swipe with either? What what's in my hand again? A cinder block. And I get to. You can either uppercut it, or smash smash it over the head. Uppercuts once it, once never. I'm never going to get enough. I'm never going to get enough for an uppercut. No. It has to be downward force. Okay, this conversation that we had took about an hour and 45 minutes. So what if you shoot the deer with a bow and arrow, wherever he lands or, or stops, that's where you put the grand piano and then drop it on him? <laughs> well. Because you didn't kill him with the piano, you just further desecrated him. I think that would work. Or her. It could, either one, 2019, you could, a girl, deer could, a doe, nay, doe, yeah, could definitely get a piano. So I mean, we, we have these conversations all day, every day. But this, oh, dude, this I can kill a, a raccoon with a brick. Th- this is what happens. And he says to me at several different times, whether we're talking about 
you know, whatever it is, vile, vileness, craziness. And he'll go, he said, I said to him one time, he said, do you think our dads ever talk to their work compadres about anything like this? And he's like, without a no, doubt, no way in hell. Absolutely not. He, they went to work. They did work. They probably bitched and complained about their kids to themselves, you know, under their breath. And then they came home. That's it. Yeah. And then they did the same thing. Even the next my day. dad, who was goofy, still, I don't think would. So I, my boss, as we're talking, my boss, our boss, who's like 57, he comes in and, and he said, we're talking about this. You guys are crazy. And then he, I remember one time he told me that he could throw a bowling ball, hold a bowling ball, 16 pound bowling ball and throw it up and hit a street light and knock out a street light. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. now we're all doing physics. We're all trying to figure out what would be the best way. The Horace Grant. Or do you do a, a granny shot? What, could, could it even be done? Would Magnus for Magnuson even be able to do this? Unless you have the strongest rotator cuff in the business, you're going to have to do a granny. Th- see, I said you would you would throw it you know underhand up like that. I yeah. said a granny, but he then he said he would do a complete swirl around first. I was like, dude, you'd rip your arm off. It's impossible. You'd never be able to do well, it. Well, also your accuracy would go to shit. You'd do right. a complete swirl around with a bowling ball in your hand, like... You're lucky if you can hold on to that bowling ball, let alone aim it. Oh, for sure. So you got a two-hand well, granny at I say. We also just, I guess one of the, the, the smartest ideas came when somebody said- I love said, that you, that's his claim. Like, you, you guys know what I can do? You'd have to use a house ball with the deep hole, dr- drilled holes, rather than the fingertip balls. You know, like a personal ball that you got, a lot of guys like, you know, only the holes are only drilled- Yeah. Deep enough to where your tip, the fingertips go in, rather than your full, Which, your full I never fingers. got that, but yeah. Anyway- I would um, argue you'd have to flat palm both sides. And I don't need any holes at all because I'm granny in this sucker. With this being said. And then is it, are we still killing deer with it? I definitely kill a deer with a with a, a, a bowling ball. No, but I mean the, the deer is, we put the deer by the streetlight. <laughs> just hang it up or whatever. However you got to do and you just, okay. Oh, and the last uh, argument we had was I said that you could kill a deer with a, if you found the best, most accurate Chinese star thrower he would be able to kill a deer with a Chinese star, and I was told I'm an idiot. Well, he would know where the main arteries are, and he could just approach it as such. Do you think you can... I know ninja movies say so. Could you throw a Chinese... Not you, but could a Chinese star hit someone in the forehead and kill them? 100%. You don't think it would just get lodged in your skull? I I just have to believe it works. <laughs> I have to believe it works. Otherwise, well, everything I've been taught is a lie. I just, so at, at your place of employee, which is much like mine... Do you find yourself when you're with like-minded people like this mm-hmm. in these same stupid conversations? Yeah, but I'm always the one initiating them. And As it, am I. And there's a lot of pushback. You know what I mean? Like, I have to come really heavy with something for it to for it to stand the resistance that it's met with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I want to talk about something gross or whatever, like, I have to really... I have to like, they have to beat it down and then I have to bring it up again and they have to go, no, seriously, we got business stuff to talk about and then they have to bring it up again until finally we can get engaged or you just get one or two other like-minded people and then you can get the ball rolling on that, but it's tough. Yeah. Well, all I can tell you is, is that, uh, nine times out of 10, my boss will walk in the room and he'll just shake his head. Like I said, I told my boss today, I go, dude, would I was going to just to see how he would react instead of using my coffee mug 
because I drink a full pot of coffee, just literally bring the coffee pot, put it on a hot plate or like on a, a you know, one of those pads, like a warming pad so mm-hmm. it doesn't burn my desk and just drink out of the coffee thing and just act like it was normal. And he, and I, I asked my partner, I go, do you think the boss would say anything? And he goes, I bet you he'd walk in. He'd go, you're fucking an idiot. And then he would just walk For out. Sure. And I told my boss, I go, this is what we talked about. And I didn't tell him what we thought his response would be. He goes, I'd look at you. I'd go, what a fucking idiot. And he'd just walk out. He goes, he was, he had just down. more of the same. Yeah, like, like I constantly sneak skateboard stickers that I make uh, out of paper, <laughs> like on, on the, the the shredder or different places in the office, and then he goes behind me and takes them off, like tears them down. <laughs> but usually it takes weeks. Or we'll put something in the refrigerator at work, and we'll see how long it can last there. I've taken to putting motivational posters <laughs> up at my at my work in the in the area where we all congregate. Um, there's four of them now. No one's taken them down. Or said a word. Is there the cat that's yeah. hanging and it says just hanging yeah. there? Yeah, I, I printed it up and I put it very... Uh, Strategically? I thought I did a good job. I found some blue construction paper and I mm. put it as like a mat so it would have like a nice border. There's a hang in there. And then I found those, you know those things that are called demotivational posters? Mm-mm. They're really funny. They're like... Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Like, yes. you know, normally the ones that'll show, like they'll say teamwork and mm-hmm. it has everyone... Uh, uh, skydiving and right. holding the hands and making a certain shape in the sky or whatever. They have those that says like, but then it says, it'll say like the opposite. It'll show like two kids playing soccer and one kid's muffing the other one. And it's like aggression because sometimes people are just dicks or whatever. Right. So I've put a couple demotivational posters next to a hang in there with the kitty. And uh, I think I'm up to three or four now. There was a point in time where I was uh, sent away for some years on a on a, a like a three year assignment, and at that assignment, there was a cork board about as big I would say I don't know eight foot by I don't know six foot, and I filled that cork board with uh, funny pictures of collages of people that at any at any other place where there was an HR person, <laughs> yeah. you know anybody walked in. It, it, it would have been bad news, but and everything was in super poor taste and completely <laughs> inappropriate. Well, there's a lot to be said for the phrase "it's not my job," which means you can do a lot of things in a work, corporate, or public setting. Or if nobody thinks it's their job, or if everyone thinks it's not my job, nobody will take it down because it's not their job to take it down. Right? Somebody else is going to do that. Right? So, like, you see this hanging their kitty poster, and you go, "That's stupid. Why is that in there?" Well. So my job to take it down. See, sometimes Somebody. I like that stuff where I just we put something somewhere to see how long it's going to take for someone to actually do something about yeah, it. Yeah, that's where that's, I'm at right the, now. That's great. That's where I'm at right now. It's that's just, just a, it's just a good like litmus test to see like where where you guys are at. Like we will, I like I said, we will leave like bad food in the fridge forever and just see how long Ugh. it takes for somebody to like physically go like this. Is it we have to like remove. This. Well, like cleaning the microwave. It's not my oh, yeah. job. So it's just, I won't do that. Super gross. Yeah. yeah but nobody will. And it's, you just have the grossest microwave Dude, ever. My partner microwaves fish Oof. and Brussels sprouts. And like the wor- yeah. It's terrible. And then he, we, uh, he, he sits there and eats it right next to me. And he, he purposefully sings and makes the worst noises of all time just to try to get, to get at me. So mm. it's 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 uh, contemptuous and tumultuous. Before we go, uh, it seems like a theme the past few months. There's been a thing where, uh, with with driving, and there was a time when you were driving, you got into a semi road rage thing with a guy, and you sort of just looked down and made eye contact and said, "Hey, what are we doing here?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, you're right." And you, like you the guy threatened to kill me, and I was like, "You're gonna kill me over this?" And he's like, "Good point." Yeah, and then that right. chilled out, and then there was the time when the woman wouldn't let me in, right? 
I got really upset. Turns out she was just jamming to her music. And then when I saw her, we were both de-armed and we both started dancing, whatever. Um, well, I've coupled that with my, I told you I had this new theory where I stare at people. And when mm. they, when they make eye contact with me, I don't break. I just like continue. To, I just continue to do so. Not in an aggressive way, just in a, let's get weird with it. Um, it's, it's, there's, dude, there's something addicting about being uncomfortable. I'm getting addicted to being uncomfortable. Like I'm turning into like a real life, like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. And, and I still get embarrassed, but the more I do it, the more I'm intoxicated by it. I like shit getting weird. Like I'm just getting more and more okay with it. So I accidentally bumped into this new one and I'm not saying I'm always going to do it, but I now change in the car while I drive. Change clothing. So far, just the top. I haven't changed pants just because of... Yeah. Logistically, it's t- I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, it's, it it's tough to do. I was uh, going out the other night, and I was changing my shirt, and similar to to someone not letting you in or something, someone cutting you off or whatever, I'm changing my shirt, so I have no shirt on, and the guy looks over next to me, and he's just like, it's you know, it's January. Right. And this guy's just like, what? And he gives me this crazy look. And I just look back at him and I don't break eye contact. Now you got a shirtless guy in January just looking at you. And the guy's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And I, I don't know if I give him like a thumbs up or something. I was just like, yeah, like a nod. Like, yeah, man, this is happening. <laughs> this shit's going down right now. Uh, he was weirded out. So then I started. He slowed down. So I matched his, his speed again. This went on for about two or three blocks. Now, I wasn't just staring at him the whole time because I'm not 100% psychopath. But it made me laugh so hard. Like, I was all by myself, but it made me laugh so hard, like, how uh, weirded out this guy was. So, I... What if you would have taken it a step further and made eye contact and then made a mouth gesture or a face as if you got caught? You just got caught doing something you shouldn't have been doing. Oh, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But keep it locked in the whole time. like And then, like, mime, like, don't say anything. You know, like the... Yeah. Like, like, this is between <laughs> me and you. <laughs> finger That's up the, the buzz. Put one and, finger then, up. and then the finger across the throat. <laughs> just, so you're going, this is a secret between you and I, <laughs> right. and I'll kill you if you tell anybody. Right. Or I could just, I mean, be super weird and just bite my bottom lip. You could. And make that noise that you make when you see Lady Gaga on the bed and Star mm. is Born. <laughs> I did see sound. Lady Gaga at the Golden Globes, and I'm going to reverse my, my statement. You're going back? Yeah, yeah. She mm. was so nice in that movie because she was so normal-ish yeah. looking. Yeah, I like her. I think she's super I do, too. Awesome. But when she goes back to like being in an egg pot or whatever, it's yeah. like, uh, I, guess, yeah. I guess I'm over that. So I'm not saying I'm going to keep changing in my car in front of people, but... Um, Similar to, oh, I also got busted dancing again in my car. I have this new thing now, and I'll, make, I'll wrap this up real quick, but I have this new thing now. There's no good rock music coming out. There's just nothing. Like, I don't know if you find some, I mean, like, new. Um, yeah, I was going to say, there's, who are you talking to? Right, man? but there's just not a lot of new rock music that I'm finding. I'm going to turn you on to some stuff. I just I just, I just opened up a new chest of, of a bunch of really cool new shit good because i can't find any rock music so as a result all i'm doing is listening to pop music like dance pop music mm-hmm. like the stuff i was posting earlier and you're like oh why well, you like this music i just do i just do so now i play it and i dance in the car sometimes and people look at me and whether i have a shirt on or not i just go this is just what's happening dude this is what's going on it's 2019 and uh it's January, and I may or may not have clothes on, and I'm dancing in the car, and I suggest you do it, too. It's freeing. Anyway, that's episode 202. Do it with your shirt off. Let's <laughs> see
Fighting bravery, the world will see our 